It's a beautiful Saturday in the Illinois Valley. Oh, well, I guess we can call it beautiful. Kind of cold. A little snow out. Not crazy snow yet, but it's still November 2nd. Welcome to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am Brandon Lachance. Unfortunately, co-host Tony Milas cannot be here today. Again, just like last episode though, we do have an interview and Tony was there. We had a great chat with Hall Senior running back Marshall Walk as they get ready for first round playoff action today at 1 p.m. Can't wait to play the Marshall Walk interview with you. It was a great chat. He's a good kid. I've been chatting with him for pretty much four years and he didn't disappoint. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Before we jump into that, a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, the intro song you heard, Brian Cavelli, master producer. Thank you very much for allowing us to have that each episode. Thank you, Cavelli. Really appreciate it. If you're having trouble finding us, we are absolutely everywhere. We have a Facebook page, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Podcast was too long to fit with Edge of Your Seat, so Twitter is Edge of Your Seat P. To add a playlist or anything like that, we are on Spotify, we are on iTunes, Apple Music, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Like I said, we're six episodes in, so you can hear any of our past episodes. We have interviews with LaSalle, Peru football coach Jose Medina as they get ready for today's playoff game at 3 p.m. Again, I'll break down Hall and LaSalle a little bit further after uh, these couple announcements. In our fifth episode, we spoke with the three LaSalle, Peru girls tennis players, that is Amy Ernett, Olivia Ernett, and Lauren Klein, who all just competed in state last weekend. We have also had an interview with Ian Roach, senior from Putnam County, who finished fourth in state in the boys golf tournament. So we've had some pretty awesome interviews. We hope to continue to have more to keep them rolling. It's always awesome speaking with people. And they've been very cool to come on and speak with us, so we appreciate that very, very much. Alright, first of all, I want to break down a game I saw last night. Not even break it down, I just want to discuss LeBron James and Luka Doncic. Wow. Wow. I was watching this game like, okay, the Lakers should roll the Mavericks. No. No, they didn't. They didn't. Luka and LeBron both have triple-doubles. They are the first two opposing players, probably they're the only two players in the same game, to each have 15 or more assists. They both had triple doubles. LeBron goes for 39 points, 12 rebounds, 16 assists, with Luka, 31 points, 13 rebounds, 15 assists. Wow. Lakers end up winning 119, 110 in overtime. To get to overtime, LeBron James drives to the rim, dishes out to, I don't want to call him wide open, but Danny Green was in the corner. There was a guy that kind of jumped in front of him. There's a guy that was kind of in front of Danny. He takes a step back, shoots, swish. I mean, Danny Green, that's what he's known for, right? Remember his days with the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, knocking down crazy threes. He did it, keeps the Lakers into the game. LeBron, 17 seasons in the league, is still the king. When, he, when they first were drafted, I was more of a Carmelo Anthony guy. I liked his size, I just watched Syracuse win this championship. LeBron was from high school, even though, you know, he could have went to college, he could have went anywhere he wanted to. But I was just a Carmelo Anthony guy. I just liked his game better, I mean, just more appealing to me. But as the years have rolled on, 
Like, you cannot deny LeBron James has been the king of this league for at least a good 10 years. Even when Kobe was in the league, LeBron was still that dude. Kobe was, you know, a gunslinger, and I love Kobe, don't get me wrong. But LeBron has been the absolute best player in this league for quite some time, even when Kobe Bryant was there. Sorry, Kobe. But awesome game. Amazing. I love the NBA. I know everybody's like, oh, it's just the fourth quarter. But I watched the whole the whole game. I mean, every quarter is adding something. You're seeing players that maybe you wouldn't watch all the time. We're in the Chicago area. So all I watch, if you watch Chicago Bulls or flip on a channel to watch a game, you're usually watching the Bulls or the Indiana Pacers or something like that. And national, of course, you're going to get the Lakers. You're going to get Golden State. Actually, you probably won't get the Golden State Warriors too much now with Clay Thompson out for the year. Stephen Curry is out for three months with a broken hand. So you probably won't see them on TV much. But, you know, the big teams like that. So to see Dallas compete with the Lakers like that, it was awesome for both squads. Because, I mean, the Lakers are a front runner for the NBA championship. They're up there with the Los Angeles Clippers. So it was good to see them be able to pull out in that moment, pull out the big W. James, uh, I... 17 years in, and he's still, he is still the main attraction of the NBA. It's awesome to see. That's all I want to talk about national sports. I try not to jump into too much without Tony here. You know, just one person speaking instead of having that guy to, you know, bounce off ideas and opinions and stuff like that. But just want to jump into high school football. We had two teams in the area win first-round matchups yesterday. Congrats to the Princeton Tigers who put a whooping on North Boone, 61-26. Princeton moves to 9-1. North Boone ends their season at 5-5. Princeton is off to the next round. Great for them. Rondé Whirls is still a monster. He had a few touchdowns and was just running all over them. It was awesome to... I was following it on Twitter. I, I wasn't there. I was working and then got home. It, it was just amazing to see. So good for them. They will play actually the winner of Hall and Piatone. So Hall and Piatone, Hall's the 9 seed, Piatone's the 8 seed, and this is in Class 3A. So in Class 3A, Princeton wins out of the first round. They're in the second round. They will play the winner of number 9 Hall and number 8 Piatone next week. Hall and Piatone are going to kick off at 1 p.m. today. Both squads are 6 and 3. We are going to break that down with Marshall Walk right after I talk about these next few games. Fieldcrest also won Class 2A. They beat West Carroll 20-8. Fieldcrest is still undefeated at 10-0. West Carroll ends their season at 5-5. It was kind of a little rocky there. I'm not going to lie. I'm watching it on Twitter and I'm like, wow, West Carroll is, is beating Fieldcrest? Not that West Carroll's a bad squad or anything like that. I don't mean that. But Fieldcrest has been dynamic, offensive, and defense team all season long. So going into this this game, I mean, they're 9-0. West Carroll's 5-4. I know they're, they're not in the same conference, and they don't see each other, so you never know what to expect. It's kind of hard to game plan for a team that you're only watching film. I mean, film is awesome, and it's great. But at the same time, you don't really know what you're preparing for. It's the playoffs. Things can change. But Fieldcrest managed it out. I mean, after that, I think they were channeling 8-0, or it was 8-6. I know it was 8-6. And then Fieldcrest came back in 128. They rallied the troops. So good for them. So like I said, the Hall-Piatone game is today. 
LaSalle, Peru, and Rochester are going to kick off at 3 p.m. today. Again, today is Saturday, so we have the Hall game in LaSalle, Peru. This is a big game for the area because this is the first time the Cavaliers have made the playoffs since 2009. We spoke to Jose Medina, and he is super pumped about this opportunity to have his team in the playoffs. It, it was great. If you want to go back and listen, that would be episode four. This is episode six. He was on episode four, which was earlier in the week. Medina's a great guy. It was awesome to speak with him. So they take on LaSalle Peru is the number 15 seed with 5-4 and four record. They take on number two, Rochester, who is 8-1. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough climb. Nothing easy for the Cavaliers. But I don't think they want it easy. They want to prove that they're worth it. So anyway, that game is at 3 p.m. today. So we have Hall and LaSalle Peru in action today. Best of luck to both of them. So I won't keep going on and on. It's Saturday. Just wanted to put this out so if you're driving to Rochester, you're driving to Piatone because that's where the games are at, it'll give you some something kind of cool, hopefully really cool, <laughs> to listen to. So, so let's kick it off to Marshall Locke. Great kid. Can't wait to see what they do today and hopefully, you know, moving on in the playoffs. And then, of course, if you don't know about Marshall Locke, he is one of the fastest kids I've ever seen. He's a track kid. He's already a three-time state qualifier last year. Hall relay teams, they won two championships, two state championships. It was amazing. I was there, I got to cover it, I was taking photos. It was amazing. I can't wait to see what he does in the spring too. But I can't jump ahead, can't jump ahead. We still got football and then we got basketball and you know, all those cool other sports that are in there too. So, let's chat with Marshall Walk. Again, have a great weekend. Keep listening. We'll be back next week. Already have one awesome interview that we're just editing and, and throwing on. Not throwing on. We are strategically placing the awesomeness for you to listen to. And then we have some more interviews coming up. Volleyball is underway in regionals. We got some regional champs and things like that. And we have football people to talk to because we got some winners. Keep listening. Like I said, Spotify, iTunes, EDGRC Podcast, Facebook, EDGRC Podcast, and Twitter, edge of your cp thank you have a good day enjoy martial law while i was a sports reporter for the last eight years in the illinois valley i've run across a lot of kids that has always been interesting or a fun interview and always a joy to talk to fortunately for us here at edge of your seat podcast i have one of those very people i'm talking about right now and marshall walk who is a senior with the hall football team how's it going marshall yeah pretty good we just want to introduce you to Tony, co-host, talk some Hall football. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. First, I mean, you guys are going into the playoffs for the third straight season with the 6-3 and three record. You guys are number nine going against number eight, Piatone in Piatone. They're also 6-3. and three. Just talk about that matchup and what it means for Hall. Uh, we think it's going to be a good matchup. We're both very run-heavy teams, so we think it's going to be a big ground-and-pound game. Like, whoever can just outman the other team is going to, come out with the win and i i think all the guys know what we need to get done and we've been getting after it this week and really uh learning the ins and outs of their team and i think i think it's looking pretty good so far i mean personally you as in marshall walk as an individual are you ready to run all over them <laughs> of course marshall uh tony here hey the whole run game has been impressive all season long every i think we all know that you know, could you talk a little bit about your role on that offense, you know, uh, 
what it, what it entails and and what what you guys plan on doing in the in the upcoming meet here. Uh, I think the 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 best part of our offense is that we have three different running backs that are very versatile in their positions. So a team can try to stop the inside run, which would then stop Cole Wozniak up the middle, but then it gives the outside runs with me and Heineke better opportunity. And if another team tries to, you know, pull some guys out to try to stop the outside run, then we have the inside game too with Cole. So it's kind of like you try to stop one thing, you can't stop the other. So it just works hand in hand. And none of none of us, uh, you know, like care who gets the most carries and everything. We just want what's best for the team. So that, that's that's also very good. Uh, none of us are selfish, and we all just want what's what's going to work out best for the team in that situation. Well, well, we know you're not selfish because you brought them up. And, and speaking about uh, Wozniak and Heineke, has it been fun off the field also, you know, being a part of that three-headed rushing tack and actually, you know, knowing that you're all all three seniors and, and uh, th- this will be your last go-ahead? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've gotten really close to Cole and Heineke over the past few years. I went to grade school with uh, Heineke and a close friend, friend of mine and Cole. Um, I sit next to him in our first hour every day and, we just watch film uh, after we get our homework done, and we're talking about what we see, what tells we see in the week of film and everything, and just, like, kind of talking through it with him is, like, just really cool because we see, like, what we can do in this scenario and how to get the block, you know, which guy we're blast blocking and how we're going to carry out the fake to make sure the other person gets the best lane. So it's just it all, like, plays hand-in-hand hand with each other and all works out the best. Who's your first-hour teacher to have you and Cole in the same class? <laughs> Well, well, it's uh, it's kind of like our free period because we have online college classes, so that's that's our time given to like work on that class. So honestly, I don't, I don't really work on the homework in that class very much. I just save it for at home. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. not telling me who is watching over you guys because I would send this podcast to them so they know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, we get our homework done, but it's usually at home and we don't get much done in the class. Definitely. I know you get your homework done. Coach Randy Teeman always tells me about how uh, smart you guys are, and you guys are, you know, wanting to be students, not just football players. So that's good. Yeah, 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 for sure. I want to go over the stats real quick of the rushing attack. I know we keep talking about this, but I mean, this is very impressive for one football team to have three guys with these kind of numbers. So you have 922 yards for the season, 9.3 yards per carry, and 99 attempts. Cole Wozniak, 743 yards, 143 attempts or carries for 5.2 yards a carry. Austin Heineke, 8.1 yards per carry, 797 yards with those 74 carries. Then we break down touchdowns. You and Cole have seven touchdowns, and Heineke has five. That is super crazy impressive. How do you guys know who's got the ball, when you're getting the ball, and things like that going into a game? Uh, going into a game, we never really know who's going to get the majority of the carries. We really just see, like, as the game goes on, we see, like, what's going to work, and we try different try different uh, scenarios and all that. Maybe the fullback run is working, so we're going to keep running Cole as much as we can. Maybe the outside traps, outside tosses and that are working, so we're going to run more of me and Heineke. And um, the, the fakes are what really gets us in the misdirection plays because, um, like, watching film and all that, there's – there's two, three guys on uh, either Cole or me, whoever like doesn't get the ball at the like during that play. Two or three guys trying to tackle us, which is huge. Having two, three guys brought off the, the actual ball carrier, 
having them uh, get a few more yards just per carry, and that's just huge. Like all those yards add up then, and it's it's all just just works into one. None of us can predict the future, and none of us know what's going to happen. But coming into the season, preseason, you know, workouts and stuff like that. Did you guys have a good feeling that this running game was going to be able to do this? Or when did it become a feeling like, all right, we're just going to run the ball because this is working for us? Well, we knew, like, um, obviously last year losing Stephen Brust and James Martino, it was going to be a big, like, different different ball game pretty much because two of the best receivers in the state, you know, obviously you're going to have to throw the ball because you can't just pass up that talent. But this year, um, this off season, all three of us really put in the work that we needed to. Um, Heineke, Heineke and Cole both got very strong, very strong legs and, um, you know, just got a lot stronger in general, you know, gained a little bit of weight. And to me, I was really big into obviously track, which getting faster. And, um, during the spring, I wasn't football lifting necessarily, but I was still doing my track stuff, which, um, like track lifting and running and all that getting faster, which is, I'd like what I bring to the table on the football team for the most part. And everyone just working to get better and faster and stronger just really, really uh, helped us a lot. Are are you gonna Are you gonna be playing safety against Piatone? Yeah, I'll be playing corner slash safety, defensive back. Yeah, you've kind of like jumped around in the the backfield, haven't you, this season? Yeah, I've played I've played corner, safety, a little bit of linebacker. I've kind of been all over the place, just like week to week, whatever would be best fit for for me and like speed wise and all that, where we want the speed on the field and who we want guarding who. So. It kind of just depends on the week. Definitely. Just talk about that defense. I mean, I seen you guys early on in uh, some a couple big, you know, red zone stops, especially against uh, Newman, who's ranked in the state. And your secondary and linebackers, you know, were plugging up holes. So you guys did a pretty good job even then. So just talk about it now and how you guys have matured as a defense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, our whole defense just had a, has a lot of heart, you know, we don't want other other teams to score on us, so we do everything we can to make sure we're perfect and do as best we can. You know, you can't be perfect all the time, though. Sometimes a long ball gets thrown over a DB if they slip in coverage or something, or maybe the guy just beats them or whatever. But for the most part, we do we do as we do the best we can. Uh, everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows their assignments. Everyone's getting their jobs done, and that's why we've had the success at stopping the run that we have this year, and you know, keeping the passing to minimal. Uh, minimal yards and touchdowns allowed too. So that's how we do. That's how we have our success is just everyone knowing their jobs and doing doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, I'm sure it helps you take care of the ball as well. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, being your senior year, Marshall, what would it mean to you to just make that trip to the second round? I mean, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be uh, like we obviously coming off coming off of last year, making it to the second round of the playoffs and then losing was really heartbreaking for us. So we'd love to make it to the second round and then potentially play Princeton again at home, which would be kind of like a, a redemption week in our minds um, because of how how we how our game in the middle of the season when we played them was not the way we wanted it to end. So uh, definitely just coming back and having a little bit of redemption and playing how we should have played and you know running the ball a little bit more, staying true to our offense and not passing and. That'd be, that'd be awesome. But we have to play week by week, and we have to win this game first before you can think about anything week two. So overall, it's just we got to win this game first. Well, we wish you the best of luck football season. Before we wrap up here, um, like you said, track is you know a very important sport for you as well. 
That's not until the spring. So what are your plans during the winter? Are we going to see any, see you in any headlines then? Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on uh, joining like a, or maybe not joining like a winter league, but definitely going to some like meets unattached and all that, like running by myself and definitely working out in the winter, getting better for next year, making sure I'm ready to go and already at 100% by the indoor season. So I'm already already one step ahead of everybody else really just showing out for the indoor season to get some college looks and offers and just boosting my times, you know, getting faster and faster. You're already a three-time state qualifier, correct? Uh, correct. Well, so, yeah. so, so what would, what would be a fourth? Yeah. I mean, that's obviously the goal is get down there and medal or win states, obviously the, the major goal over everything, but you got to make it there first. You got to have a good season. And once you get down there, you just have to run your race and, do everything that you've done and just make it all play into one. All right. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to let you do all the work for your track season. We're going to sit here and put headphones on and talk to kids and athletes and talk sports. And then we'll meet up in spring when you're going to stay and we're going to celebrate and support you. All right. Sounds good. Does it sound awesome? Yep. Perfect. Good luck. Uh, good luck in the game. Marshall, I truly mean that. I uh, wish you guys best luck. I think the local – uh, local communities behind you, and obviously best of luck, and we look forward to speaking with you in the spring, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.